On this raw and heartfelt episode, we dive deep into living a Spartan life. As warriors, our goal is to live a life that embodies a warrior spirit in everything that we do. Our special guest today is Joe DeSena. He is the founder of the world-renowned Spartan Race and Death Race. He's also a best-selling author. Learn how Spartans take on life with zero excuses. We're going to talk about how to deal with failures, success, confidence, health, entrepreneurship, courage, and so much more. Stand by. up a warrior my brothers welcome back to the man of war podcast and my name is rafa conde and i am your host i am the founder of this movement where we take men and we forge them into modern day warriors welcome back for those that continue listening to us and continue supporting our movement here and for you newbies This is all about forging men into warriors. We take the average man and forge them through fire. We forge them through the development of the mind. We forge them through the development of the spirit. We take average men and we turn them into modern day warriors. This is what the man of war movement is all about. All right, I want you guys to mark your calendar for June 5th. Check this out. On that day, I will be unveiling the curtain of a project that has finally come to fruition, and I'm going to be rolling it out to the public. This is something huge, something that has never been done before. Gentlemen, brothers, warriors, Stay tuned for this big, big announcement. Don't forget the date is June 5th. All right, my brothers, do me a favor. Go to iTunes. Leave us a review there. Very, very important. That way we can continue trending in iTunes higher and higher every single week. We've been doing that since, literally, since we released this podcast. So I'm just asking for your support, your continued support. You guys have been doing a great job, but we still need to continue getting these reviews on board, and it would really mean a lot to us. All right, check us out on Instagram, at Man of War with two R's. Also, if you have not done so already, stop by the Online Warrior Development Program. It is kicking ass. We got hundreds of warrior-minded men out there changing their lives. We just updated uh, the Warrior Development site, and we are going to continue doing this process here over the next 30 days, making it better and a lot more immersive for you guys that are actually taking this and putting action forth. All right, guys, check it out at forgingawarrior.com. Also, don't forget to get your free warrior guide, uh, also updated recently at forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual. And last but not least, go grab yourself some Man of War swag. Get some t-shirts, get some hoodies, hats, all at manofwarswag.com. All right, let's jump right into the show, guys. Joe, welcome to the Man of War podcast, brother. It is an absolute honor to have you on. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Awesome, man. And, uh, you know, we were talking before the podcast here, and, and I kind of 
I, I usually don't structure a podcast, but for this particular podcast, I really want to kind of dive into, you know, who you are and then kind of go from there and talk about your company, your vision, your mission, and how, of course, uh, it came to be. All right, Joe, you want to introduce yourself for our listeners that don't know who you are, maybe? Yeah, sure, sure. My name's Joe DeSena. Uh, um, parents uh, were Italian, both sides. Grew up in an Italian neighborhood in Queens. Um, made my way out. Uh, went to college first in my family, and there's a lot of in, a lot of stuff happened in between. But now I run a company called Spartan. Uh, we put on Spartan races all over the world, uh, 40 countries, 275 events, and um, I do burpees every day. <laughs> awesome. And talk to me a little bit about your life and your journey to get you to where you are today. Yeah, sure. So mom, uh, in the 1970s, introduced uh, my sister and I to a different way of life. We grew up in a very Italian neighborhood. Uh, The tougher you were or the tougher you uh, acted, um, the more likely you were to be successful in that neighborhood. Uh, Most conversations were about cement, uh, ganolis, and robbing banks. (laughs) Um, contrary to uh everything you stand for and um and my mom walks into a health food store and meets a yogi who just came over from india and um and changes her whole life she meets this yogi just landed from india she's in a health food store in queens probably only one health food store in all of new york at that time and she buys this this uh, new way of life, hook, line, and sinker, right? She's going to start meditating. She's going to become a vegan. She's going to do yoga. She's going to start hanging out with monks, do trips to India. And uh, she, was a, she was a freak, right? My sister and I and everybody in the neighborhood thought she was nuts, including my father. My parents get divorced. And uh, my mother continues to preach this stuff, move moves my sister and I to Ithaca, New York, which was a more forgiving place, more open-minded because of the universities there. And uh, I can't say we weren't kicking and screaming. We had no interest in moving. and But we went with mom because that was the deal. And um, I look back now, you know, 35 years later, and uh, well, more than that, 37 years later, and I say, gee, um, she was right. She was right, you know, the, the, now there's Whole Foods, there's yoga magazines, people know what yoga is. Um, there's there's uh, a lot of spirituality in today's society that didn't exist back then. So, yeah, um, I saw her change so many lives, including my own, that um, through my journey of wanting to be a business person, wanting to make money, I, I built my own business at a young age, I in construction and swimming pools, then I went to Wall Street and, and did very well financially, but, but didn't feel purposeful. And um, Joe, I got to tell you, what you just said right now just touched me, hit me across the face, all right? Because I come from Wall Street also. I had spent a decade on Wall Street. And right there, the fact that it didn't fulfill you, the fact that you know it just wasn't hitting you, there, there was no energy there. And all of a sudden, you switched hats. I mean, I want to know how how you made that transition from Wall Street to to where you are now. Because coming from Wall Street, man, it's a whole different world. And for me to change hats, it was it was a difficult process. So talk to me a little bit about that. 
You know, the guy that I met in Ithaca who, who convinced me to go to Wall Street said, there's going to be a problem before, before you do this, you should be aware of. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you're going to have something called golden handcuffs if you're lucky. And I said, explain that. And he said, well, if you do well, which you're probably going to do because you hustle and you're a hard worker, you're going to be making so much money that it's going to be hard to leave and go to a regular job that everybody else does every day and, and earn a normal living. And he was right. But for me, you know, the whole time I spent on Wall Street, which was over a decade, um, I had a picture of, of a red barn on my desk. And so, you know, I was only doing this for a period of time. I was not going to be, you know, 55 years old and, and, and sitting on a trading desk. So I, I, I had my, my escape plan. Um, I knew what I wanted to do. But even when people have those escape plans, they get stuck there. They just never pull that trigger, to your point. Yeah, and, yeah you're right. Yeah, and I um, I don't know. I, I, I hit my uh, number and um, pulled the trigger. We sold the business, and, and I moved to Vermont and, um, and had a bunch of fun up in Vermont. And when you said, all right, enough of Wall Street, was starting a company like what you have now in your mind? Um, well, while I was on Wall Street, I actually started putting on races back in 2001. So about five years in, six years in on Wall Street, I, I, stumbled, I had stumbled upon a guy in a stairwell. I was going up and down the stairs because um, the elevator broke in, in our building. And on my way up the stairs, I meet this guy who's just ripped. He's the epitome of fitness. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, that's a little weird that he's in the, um, he's in the stairwell and he's carrying dumbbells. And so we start talking as I'm going up the stairs and he's telling me about these adventure races he's training for and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm starting to envision the stuff my mom, you know, was pushing over the last few decades. And so while I was on Wall Street, my escape was to go do these races thanks to meeting this guy. And I just fell in love with it. And so as a side hobby, I started putting on races while on Wall Street. It was a complete failure. I was not making any money because I wasn't focused on it. My main job was, was finance. Right, right, right. Um, but I was passionate about it, just like my mom was. And, and I wanted to change lives. But, um, but it wasn't really working. So when I left, I um, decided to focus on it full time. So uh, how did Spartan evolve? I mean, when you started, I imagine the, the immediate uh, vision must be a little bit different than you know, what it is today. I mean, talk to me, kind of guide me through that. What was the process like? Yeah, so the early days, um, the races I was personally par participating in were very long distance. They were uh, 350 miles and up. And... As you can imagine, there's just not a lot of people that want to participate in 350 mile and up races. So, but those felt very authentic to me. And, and um, I, di I didn't want to offer a race that wasn't that grueling because in my mind, that's what it took to transform somebody. That's what transformed me. Getting to a place where you thought you were dead and then somehow picking yourself back up and pushing out another eight days. And so I just couldn't envision that something that was like a day long uh, activity like Spartan currently is would be enough to transform somebody. And, um, 
And I was resistant from 2000 to 2010. I was resistant to changing the format. And then in 2010, and I, I lowered uh, the bar, and we and we we put in a three mile, an eight mile, and a thirteen mile. We uh, designed it after an obstacle course you'd see in the military, and we got really lucky with the name Spartan. I mean, it says it all in one word. It's got 25 plus hundred years of history, and so um, so then it worked. Then the people started coming out, and once I saw I saw the faces and the and heard the conversations at the finish line and the transformations, I was like, wow, we really, we got something here. Well, so you were getting some good feedback from people that were doing these races, and it's not just the race, it's more about the transformation that takes place to get to the level where you can finish these races, and and, and I see it. I personally have not been in one of uh, the Spartan races, but I, I'm going to do that. I've made it my mission this year to, to do one, and m what I've seen is people work up to it with such focused mindset. Now, obviously what I've also seen is your company take a different I guess for, for lack of a better word, a, a different side to different focuses. For example, you are very focused in fitness and you are all about branding that, right? Branding that fitness model that you have. Talk to me a little bit about what you envision from, from the fitness side, not just so much from, from the, the race side and the obstacles and how to put a race together, but from the people getting fit mentally, getting fit, you know, across the board to, to run these races. Well, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing, right? Um, the Greeks used to say it's, it's important to consider the mind and the body. It's not just the body. And a lot of people, uh, we all go to the gym, right? We just focus on a, a not only just the body, but a body part. We're going to do chest today. And really this, this process of getting fit is, is, is getting fit, um, physically, getting fit mentally, getting fit even financially, right? And just getting, you know, taking control of your life. And, and in my opinion, um, it takes a wake up call to, to do that. You know, they, they talk about people transform when they hit rock bottom. And, and so, um, the race and the brand and everything we do is an attempt to get people, uh, for a moment to feel like they're at rock bottom, just broken. And, and then they come up and rise out of the ashes, and in doing so, um, it transforms them, right? They start going to bed earlier. They start waking up earlier. They start drinking a little less. They're training more. They're eating healthier. They've got, they, we're an average of our five best friends. They go find friends that are active and healthy. And, and so it's much more than just a weekend race for me. It's, um, it's something that that's meant, like you said, to completely transform a person's whole life. Um, because I think, I think for most of us, especially in the first world, we've just lost um, track of, of uh, what we're supposed to be focused on and what we're supposed to pay attention to. Right? It's a, it's about the nicer house, nicer couch, nicer car, more television channels. Um, those are not important things. So when you uh this is this is where we're going to dive deep in here. That mindset that you instill and you uh, take on to everything that you do that this company Spartan stands for. Where did you get that mindset? I mean, was it something that you gained while you were younger coming up, or was it something that you kind of gained through difficulties in your life? 
I think I think one is I gained it from a part of it from my mom. Uh, certainly, you know, and, and all her teaching. She introduced me to a race in Queens, New York called um, the Transcendence Run. And it's a 3,100-mile race around a one-mile loop. Okay? So wow. for 50 to 60 days, wow. people run around a one-mile loop. So, you know, if you're in your pre-teens and you get introduced to something like this on the one hand, and you're seeing people meditate for days and fast without eating for 10 days in your house. So it's one thing you're seeing. Wow. Then you're seeing other people go to jail for 25 years. Right? You got to be pretty tough for, for that. <laughs> and you're seeing other people hustle and work and wake up at 4 a.m. and drive trucks in and out of the airport. And, and so it just become, you're a product of your environment. You see all that. It becomes part of your wiring. And um, like, sure. Of course, I would be this way. <laughs> That's right. So, so my whole thing is like, if it's hard, good. Like, we get to do, we get to do the hard stuff. And and um, I don't want anything easy. You don't remember it. You don't. It doesn't mean anything. It's not. It doesn't have the same re reward. I want to do the hard work. So when you decided to step up and do this company and create Spartan and start putting these races on, getting people transformed, changing their mindset, tell me the challenges that you had in place in front of you, the obstacles to get to the level that you are today. Any business has obstacles. Um, all businesses have, have obstacles they face on a daily basis. And a startup is, is uh, it's exponentially worse. Right, and, and there's no different here. I mean, we were out of money, continually out of money. Um, we had competition, right? We had tons, I had 800 competing obstacle races popped up in like 2010 to 2011, 800 different events and brands um, because everybody was out of work after the financial crisis and anybody with a hammer and a saw thought they would be in the obstacle race business. And um, so that was challenging and and my brothers, a quick break in the action here. Go check out our short film. It's a warrior documentary. It's actually a film that can inspire you, that will motivate you. I got to tell you that everyone that has seen it just loves it. It's forgingawarrior.com forward slash warrior film. Now back to the episode. Um, and then you got your typical, you know, employees and insurance and all the things that come along with running a business. So uh, look, there's not a day that goes by in any business I've ever had, and I've been doing business now for 37 years, um, where it's not challenging. It's not like carrying a boulder uphill, and then you trip and the boulder smashes you on the head, and somehow you get up and continue to carry it up the hill. Um, the biggest challenge was money, just not having enough capital, but it was also the single most important reason we've succeeded, because we couldn't be sloppy. When, when you've got funding, you tend to get sloppy. And with us, we had to make every dollar stretch and, and really uh, make sure the stuff we were spending money on had an impact. Tell me a, a story where, just, you know, it doesn't have to be a long story. Tell me a story where you used your mindset and you stepped up and said, you know what, this is not going to happen again. Something that crushed you, something that was just heavy on you. Uh, personally, or, or in building the business. Uh, personally, I want to I want to talk about you right now. Um, look, I think I think one of the most uh, personal obstacles I faced was my mom dying. She died uh, when I was you know low twenties. Um, 
So that was a, that was a tough one. Um, but you, you know, it's powerful in, in a good way too, because, um, it makes you not take anything for granted and you start to appreciate every day. We don't know how many days we're going to be here. So, um, so, you know, you shake it off and you push forward and you don't like, like yesterday's irrelevant. doesn't matter. There's nothing you could do about it. So you move, you move forward. And, um, I think it made me really have a zest and passion for life and really enjoy it and not get bogged down by all the other stuff that comes at you on a daily basis. You and I face this stuff every day, right? You were up at one thirty in the morning and, um, and, and so when you go through something tough like that, it, it, it sets the bar and a, and a new threshold for, um, for pain. So everything, everything below that's fairly easy. That makes sense. Absolutely. So you believe really pushing yourself beyond that self-imposed limits and overcoming your challenges actually makes you stronger, right? It makes you a lot more resilient. It makes you more focused on the next task at hand. And more importantly, right, it makes you more confident. I think, I think a great um, analogy for everybody listening is you take a rubber band and put it in your two hands and stretch it and stretch it as far as you possibly can stretch it. And your goal in life is to stretch yourself as far as that rubber band will go without breaking. Because every other day, the, the rubber band's not stretched that far. And so you, you now know how far you can go, nothing's gonna bother you, right? So your job is to just stretch the rubber band as far as you could possibly stretch it. Just don't, just don't break it. <laughs> and, you, and you think, uh, over the last, how long have you had this company, Spartan? Well, I've been messing around with it for 18 years now. So have you seen from, say, the last 10 years since you've had this company, have you seen a transition of the type of individual that's willing to make the commitment and run one of these races and, and obstacle courses? Well, I mean, we, we touch a million people a year, and... I come across all kinds of people, tall, short, fat, skinny, uh, every color, every country. And there's a set group of people that'll jump headfirst into it right away once they hear about it. Um, but the majority of the public is hesitant. I don't know. I'm not in shape. I, I, I have to lose weight. I might get hurt. Um, you know, the same kind of people that wouldn't go out if it's raining outside because they might drown. Right. So, so our job is to figure out, I want to change a hundred million lives. How do I get that civilian, that person that's hesitant to, I'm not asking them even to stretch the rubber band to the point where it breaks. Just, just stretch the rubber band a little, come out and do a three mile race. It'll change your life forever. You know this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do you think that, that, say in comparison from the individuals that were a little bit more focused 10 years ago that now people are more open to it because of I guess social media and they see others you know are involved in this I mean have you grown exponentially over the last decade or so and you've seen just a diverse group of people kind of step in the box oh it's grown like crazy and it continues to grow and um, it's a very diverse group that comes out. It's, it's a 70-year-old grandmother. It's a 7-year-old boy. 
Um, again, big, tall, fat, skinny, you name it, they come out and do it. Um, That's awesome. Rich, poor, doesn't matter. Like this is, this is a human sport. It's hard to get out on a basketball court if you never play basketball, right? Hard to go skate, put skates on and play in a hockey game. But like this, right, right. We're, all, we're all meant to, to jump, crawl, climb, like anybody could do this. And, um, and so they come out, they come out from all, from all corners of the globe. And, and it's just a matter of getting past that hump of, um, of comfort, right? Everybody's just a little too comfortable in the first world. And so if you can somehow start to understand that you're actually, you actually become happy because happiness is a big buzzword these days. You actually become happy when you take stuff out of your life and then you get to add it back later. So in other words, my kids, they don't, they, my kids wouldn't eat French fries, let's say, that fell on the floor. Let's say they were allowed to eat French fries today and they fell on the floor, they're dirty, I don't, want it, I don't want it. But if they came out with me on a 24-hour hike and then they dropped their French fries on the floor, they'll be eating them with the dirt. Those would be the best <laughs> French fries they ever had. <laughs> right? so you take a little, uh, no doubt, no doubt. Take a little bit out of your life and then add it back in and it, it tastes so much better. It's so much more colorful. It smells so much better. You appreciate it. Sure. Absolutely. I'm with you 100% on that. And as far as fitness, have you always been a fit guy, someone that goes out there and does physical fitness? I was always a very hard worker. I, I wasn't um, necessarily, I, I didn't have a six pack or anything. I just wasn't that guy, but I, but I just worked. I went in the gym. I carried bricks outside. I did masonry work. I, I worked hard and um, I knew at a very young age how good it felt to um to work physically work and sweat and so it's something that i chased i chase today i chase every single day because it feels so good and i think people that are resistant to it maybe they never got that taste maybe they don't know how good it feels after after doing something hard sure and and tell me a little bit about your biggest success, your 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 success where you went bam, I mean, just kind of woke you up, whether it was business-wise, personal, give me that shebang moment in your life. Um, I think when, when I met my wife and then when we had our four kids, those were the, those were the shebang, <laughs> yeah. shebang that's moments. That's awesome. Yeah, they were, that, that's it. And then every day I get to look at them and um, knock on wood, they're healthy and, and uh, they haven't thrown me out of the house yet. <laughs> that's always a win-win when you could stay home yeah. <laughs> that's awesome all right so i want to dive a little bit deeper here into your daily routine just give our listeners a view of what you do when you wake up and basically all the way across to when you put your head on the pillow yeah so um i wake up uh i use an alarm because i get up around Four, 4.10, depends. And um, I jump right out of bed, no wasting time. And I'm very quickly on email within a few minutes. Um, um, I'm drinking, uh, I, get, I get some tea from Sparta, Greece, I drink. Um, and then I'm, uh, then I'm in the gym. And, and the gym uh, these days is in the garage. I've got a rope pulley machine, so I'll do about 5,000 feet of climbing while I'm on my first conference call, which starts at 5 a.m. And uh, no one knows that I'm actually pulling a rope while I'm on that call. And uh, 
when that calls over, I'm doing, I've got 15 body weight exercises I do. I knock out those, including burpees. Um, I then wake up the kids. So now it's like, call it 615, 620. Um, once the kids are up, we're heading outside for a run. Um, then I got a buddy who comes over and trains them. So then they go into their training while I get back on email. They do a run first thing in the morning, uh, which starts their workout. And then uh, they'll work out for 45 minutes. I'll be doing email. And then it's just a series of phone calls and emails and meetings for 12 hours. And then, uh, and then when that's done, I uh, work out again, try to work out again at night, uh, even if it's 30 minutes. And then um, try to sit down and watch something on Netflix, which usually lasts about eight minutes, and I'm sleeping. I hear you there. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a lot like my life, uh, except with the kids running. I can't get my kids to run with the shit <laughs> at all. They just uh, oh, I got uh, I got four of them basically. I got my little daughter; she's five, and then I have my uh, son; he's twelve. Then I have an eighteen-year-old, and then a twenty-year-old. And uh, my younger ones live with me, but boy, I got to tell you that uh, the good thing is that they're they both are training martial arts. Um, I have a martial arts school here and uh, in, in uh, Delray Beach, and that's you know that's a the thing. They come and they train, but as far as getting them out there running, doing physical fitness, um, that has been definitely a challenge. The way the way we got that going was I had a kung fu master living with us um, when my oldest was six, and um, what I found was that the dad and the mom can't really motivate the kids to work out. You got to get somebody else to do it, and so it was yeah. a take no prisoners approach. The the master woke them up. There was no no choice. That's awesome. That's 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 freaking phenomenal. You know the old saying where it says you can't be a prophet in your own land, man. It it's no joke, no joke. You know, uh, it's it's as far as being someone that that pushes your kid, and someone else could walk in through your door and tell them three words, and they're on it. You know, so. It's a funny thing. Speaking about kids, give me your opinion about t today's younger society from a mindset, from a physical fitness, and a dietary uh, level. I mean, the, these kids are, from what I'm seeing, <laughs> they're just all over the place. And uh, I think that, in my personal opinion, there is a lot left to be desired there. Yeah, so it's a, it's a big problem. It's a big passion of mine, kids today. Are, uh, especially in the first world, are, are eating all the wrong foods. Um, maybe parents don't don't know uh, or have the knowledge. There's so much mixed information out there about nutrition. Uh, kids are addicted, as we all are, to um, uh, electronic devices. Um, that that's a little less impactful for adults because uh, hopefully we you know we have the knowledge to stay in shape and so forth. But a kid left to his own devices is um, is dangerous. He's eating the wrong food. He or she's eating the wrong food, addicted to the device, and then most phys ed has been removed from schools. So I can't even think of a worse recipe for for disaster. Um, I, I, I one of these days, my next act in life is I'm going to run a school, and um, I can't wait because. Uh, in between every class, the kids would simply have to do 30 burpees, go for a run around the school, and get back to the next class. I mean, you'd be real simple, right? You don't open the front doors of the school until uh, they've done 30 burpees or well, something. I mean, that, that's, that's a great way. I mean, 
you know, push the kids because unfortunately, and I see this because I run a kids program here also, and, uh, you know, I, I see where, you know, kids are just so entrenched in their electronic devices, they're entrenched in their way of life, and unfortunately, a lot of parents are completely detached from what the kids are doing. And it doesn't, you know, the, the the apple does not fall far from the tree. It doesn't take that much to go and approach a parent and say, you know, hey, you know, maybe you need to step it up so your child could, you know, start working on that next level. You know, I'm all about mindset. I'm all about getting kids and, you know, ready to go because they're going to be our future. I'm, it's a big passion of mine, no doubt about it. All right. So give me an idea of what you eat. What is your diet like to keep you healthy? Well, so my, I'll start with my failure on food is I eat too much. I love food, and, and many of us have uh, a food problem. But, but the good news is I, don't, I eat probably 1% of my diet is meat, 1%. And so if in a year I might eat total two hamburgers without the bread. Wow. So okay. that, 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 that's um, fish is probably 15 percent of my diet I probably eat a little too much fish and and after that it's a plant it's a plant-based diet so um so a, a typical morning I, I love um oatmeal I eat oatmeal I put a ton of things in the oatmeal from from chia seeds uh, to hemp seeds to flax seeds um I uh I do a lot of green juices uh lunch I'll do a, a salad uh and dinner I'll do rice and vegetables and, and maybe there's some uh, a little piece of uh fish very good. So the same thing goes for your kids. They're not into meat, or are you kind of guiding them in that direction? Um, they're guiding themselves. One one of the children seems to be um, from a different family. I think I don't know. Maybe <laughs> There's always that one. <laughs> yeah, he um, he likes milk and meat. So um, working on that. Gotcha, gotcha. It's always a challenge, no doubt about that. All right, so as we continue kind of exploring, you know, where you have been and your company has been, uh, I want to talk a little bit about your mindset, you know, that, that warrior mindset. And when it, in my opinion, a warrior mindset, you can definitely train it, you can hone it. We talked about getting it together by overcoming obstacles and overcoming challenges. My goal here, Joe, is to kind of get an idea of your mindset across the board. When you see challenges in front of you, I mean, how do you attack these challenges? What do you do to overcome them? Because as you said, businesses, especially businesses like your company, you're looking at it and you're saying, well, you know, there has to be obstacles. There has to be challenges every single day. And you look like a calm dude. You're relaxed. I'm looking at you here in the video and, and, and you're relaxed. You're, you're totally chill. But I imagine you've been already, you've put out a few fires today. Yeah. I'm putting out fires all day, every day. I, um, I don't know where I picked this up, but I'm sure it's from my mother and my environment. I, um, I have a policy in my head where if, if I see something I don't want to do, boy, I don't want to run up that hill or man, I don't want to swim across that channel or gee, I'd hate to carry those weights around the block. Soon as my mind says that, assuming it's something safe, I'm not going to do anything stupid, um, now I have to do it. But that's the policy I have in my own head, right? If I, if I'm, 
if I find myself challenged with that thought, I got to go do it. Um, as far as frustration, things coming at me that would upset anybody in a, in a normal day, I'm really lucky. I have ADD. And so literally, <laughs> if you gave me some bad news right now, within a few minutes, I forgot what you told me. What was I just upset about? Right. And right. so, um, you know, people that don't have ADD, maybe they could use that same methodology. Just move on. Compartment, you know, get, move it over. Um, there's these marathon monks in Japan, and they do 900 days of marathons. And when asked what did they learn during those 900 days, they say, nothing matters. And, and really, I think what they're getting to with, with that statement is um, think about all the things you worry about and you're sweating. At the end of the day, it, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant, right? Most of those fears and those worries never come to fruition. And, and the ones that do are not, um, they, don't, they don't completely knock you on your butt. So it's not that big a deal. So I think, I think you do less time worrying, less time sweating, and, and more time doing. That's I don't really know. Cool. Yeah, no, that sounds absolutely. That sounds like a, a focused mindset. Let's talk a little bit about confidence. How did you build your confidence? I know that you talked to me about growing up and 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 you with your mother. But do you think that you every time you overcame a challenge, it got you stronger in confidence? Well, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the, the rubber band uh, gets stretched a little more, and you're you're now confident because you're not at those, um, you're not at the edges. And so you're confident that, well, wait a minute, I've been on the edge and I'm not there, so this is easy. Um, but the other thing is I remember my dad um, having a very relaxed attitude also. Like if we went into a fancy restaurant, he happened to have jeans on, and he said, wait a minute, you know, my money's just as good as anybody else's. And he, and he just, he oozed out that kind of confidence to my sister and I. And so um, I think we started out with, with a little confidence, then you build on it, like you said. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to ask you a question that I ask all my guests. What is your definition of a modern-day warrior? I think a modern-day warrior, um, I, would, I would say, is an entrepreneur in many cases because, um, you know, Elon Musk recently said, running a business is like chewing glass and looking into the abyss. And uh, it's very much like a like a warrior, right? You're a warrior. You're going to battle, and 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 you're likely not to return. And and um, I would even go one step further. I think running a business is chewing glass, so it's extremely painful. Looking into the abyss, uh, likelihood of success is minimal. But then your competitors are throwing knives at you, right? So so if the glass doesn't kill you and the fear doesn't kill you, it's likely that a couple of those knives are gonna gonna be more than flesh wounds. And and, uh, and and um and so I don't know. I, I, I think it's that ability to uh, look look out ahead when everybody's running in the opposite direction and go right into it. Love it, love it. All right, Joe, let our listeners know where they can follow you, where they can uh, reach out to you, and of course where they can get your books. Yeah, so my email, I'm I'm a crazy person. I give you my email. Don't bother me with anything that's insignificant, only send good stuff. Joe at Spartan.com. Um, you can check us out at Spartan.com. You can check out our podcast at Spartan.com, I think, slash podcast. Um, 
and I think I, I think I even have a website, Joe DeSena. You can go download some books for free if you want. I've got I've got our books out there. We give them away for free. So that's yeah. awesome, man. That's awesome. All right, Joe, listen, it was an absolute pleasure having you on. We learned so much from you, man. You are definitely a warrior-minded man in my book, and I would love to have you back on soon enough with a little bit more time to kind of dive in a little bit deeper. All right, brother, stay safe out there. Thank you, sir. Boom, shakalaka. There you have it, a great conversation with Joe DeSena. And this guy knows what he is talking about. He has branded himself. He has branded his company. And uh, I got to tell you that it's all about a healthy mindset, a healthy lifestyle. It's that Spartan lifestyle that it's all about. So I hope you got some great tidbits from here, some great motivational and inspirational elements Take them, use them as always. I say use them. Remember that word, use it, integrate it into your life today. Not tomorrow, but integrate it today. It's never too late, but it's also never too early. Remember, it's all about action. It's all about action. All right, so take that step and take it to the next level. Remember, June 5th, put that date on your calendar. Big, big announcement coming your way. All right, gentlemen, until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.